There we go. Hey, welcome to Rem and Sam. Ready to come on, talk about football, you know, past playoff stuff. But no, NBA said no. It wants the spotlight. It wants all the attention. Um, this is perfect timing. This never happens for us. I feel like I we always do a podcast and then something happens. Like exactly. the stories always come out after we record. And now we can do it, you know, before any of the outlets, you know. I know. We can actually get it out there. So, actually, you know, yeah, fresh content. You're not hearing this from anyone else. All right, first coming to you. Um, so we're talking about the James Harden trade, traded to the Nets. Um, so I think the main thing, main, main uh, things I think people are getting. So the the Nets only get James Harden. Um, Karis, uh, so Jared Allen and then Torian Prince go to the Cavs. And then the Rockets. Uh, they get Dante Exum, Kuriks, and a whole bunch of picks from Brooklyn. Um, I know this. Oh yeah, and it does involve it does involve Victor Oladipo because Oladipo is also going back to um, the the Rockets as well. So, so the yeah, I mean I know it's really and confusing. But, going to the Pacers. Uh, what? And Levert's going to the Pacers. Yeah, right? Levert's going to the Pacers. That was the part I didn't mention. Yep. So, yeah. um, I guess your what was your first, uh, I guess, initial reactions to the trade? First thoughts. My, my first, my first two questions were, who did they have to run this trade by in the Nets organization to like get it to go through, and why did they have to do it right now? Because. Yeah, I, I remember I like a couple weeks ago, right when the season started, I thought they were out on the idea of trading for Harden. They kind of mm-hmm. wanted to like keep their team together and see see what they had. And I kind of agreed with them. I watched, I haven't watched a, as much basketball as I would have liked at this point, but I've you know I've seen a couple, I've seen a bunch of the major games. I saw the Nets really early, mm-hmm. and I really liked what they had with their team. Mm-hmm. It seemed like all the guys kind of fit really well, and they were like all kind of buying into their roles. I know yep. there was some concern with like Dinwiddie, Lavert, like what those guys were gonna do. Mm-hmm. and how they were going to handle like uh like uh less load on the team mm-hmm. but they all seem to like fit in really well and kind of like it and I, I really like the way all the pieces gelled together mm-hmm. so i don't know if i would touch what they had at least this early i don't i mean it's hard to say like trading for hard is a bad thing yeah but i don't i don't know why they had to do it now yeah no, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to say like I think it, it's a bad thing. Harden's not gonna lose value. Who's who's gonna lose value? Who's not gonna lose value? I guess Rockets really don't care when they're gonna trade him, but like the Nets, like that trade's gonna be there for the next you know two and a half years. You can do that trade now. You can do it at the deadline. You can do it in the off season. Like that trade's there to do. I don't mm-hmm. know if jumping jumping into that trio this early on is the right way to go. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, I'm going to look stupid when they win the finals, but, you know, that's what I'm saying now anyways. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit overreacting, and I'm going to say I hate the trade. I, I really hate it. Um, Jared Allen was really developing as a player. I like what he was doing on that for? team. For the Nets? Yeah, for the Nets. Um, okay. He was a great, like, he was a pretty good rim runner protecting the rim. They didn't really have to worry about it. Like, someone they could always throw it up to um, because you really don't want Jordan playing, like, big minutes out there. Um, Torian Prince, 
I mean, uh, watching like, yes, I didn't watch the full games, but watching some highlights, you know, extended highlights, um, it seemed like, you know, he would come off the bench, be a little spark, you know, something there. Karis LeVert would sometimes carry this offense for, you know, multiple stretches. And in his chemistry with Jared Allen was great for this team. Uh, a little bit of Lou Will and um, Harrell. Um, and the thing is, is I kind of felt like it combined the best of both worlds with the Heat and with the Lakers from last year. Because the Lakers, you had those two major stars and then you had everyone revolving. And, you, you know, those two stars who can go off for crazy. I think Kyrie's coming back to this team. I don't think, as Stephen A says, he'll retire. You know, that, that's why yeah, that he doesn't marry. I was like, what the? Like, slow down there, Stevie. Like, I know you're getting paid millions to go off the rails, but golly. But, yeah. Oh, my goodness. He's going off the rails. But I think Kyrie will come back. Crazy idea. Um, So, yeah, I liked how him and Katie were working. You know, they take turns, things like that. And, you know, the defense has to count for them both. So, to, I mean, Kyrie can be a top 10 player when he's, you know, just coming down the court every five seconds. And Katie just dropped 34. You already know who he is. But I also think, like, with the Heat, there's so much – with these guys, I think there was a lot of young talent there that could definitely be developed down the line. Like, you know, KD's not going to be there forever. Kyrie's not going to be there forever. You know, Torian Prince is getting old. So you have the future in like Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, you know, Joe Harris can stay a couple more years, you know? So even, even after the finals, you know, they have players to build on. And even during the finals, you know, you have those energy guys, you know, sometimes older guys aren't, you know, feeling it as much like we saw with the Clippers, stuff like that. And sometimes you need those, you know, energy guys, create, you know, younger guys to, you know, beat them. And most likely the finals will be in a bubble. Like we're lucky that they even have the NBA, that we even have the NBA still going on with all these protocols and stuff. So chances are the playoffs will be in a bubble or some kind of bubble. And what the finals showed us last year is for guys who, you know, younger guys are tend to adapt better to different things. They may not play as good, but or as well, but they tend to handle these changes better because they're not as, you know, structured and used to these certain set things. And they tend to perform better in these areas. I mean, we had veterans like PG, you know, playing horribly. So um, I'm mostly hating on it. I think they're going to be arguing. I mean, the main reason why KD was got mad with the Warriors is because he didn't get past the ball when he wanted it. And uh, but I think there were definitely some winners. But uh, did you have any more thoughts? I didn't want to cut you out. No, I want to keep going down this like uh, negative, bad reasons to not do the trade because let's they're down now three of their top six guys like on the minutes on their minutes per year or per game because they traded Karis or traded Jared Allen, mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie out of the season, a partially right. torn ACL. Yeah. Torian Prince, I mean, he wasn't, you know, he's playing, he's nine per game, but like uh, Dinwiddie, uh, who's that, Luau Carib, Caribou guy? I can never say his name. Or, uh, Jeff, Jeff Green, Landry Shamit, DeAndre Jordan, like all these guys are all playing the same amount of minutes, like that, like bottom mm-hmm. half of their bench. I mean, they're playing, they're playing like 11 guys are all getting like kind of decent minutes mm. so they're playing a lot of guys but they kind of have no depth anymore mm. so with katie Kyrie, harden i i don't know i just i like i like the depth they had with their two stars i thought the two stars were really dynamic i thought durant looked like the best player in the league and Kyrie, i 
I always thought one of the big pro LeBron things was the fact that he won a championship with Kyrie as the second best player. But watching him at legitimately a guy that can be your number two on a title team, I don't think I don't think that's crazy. I don't think he can, you know, he's doing a Durant like how Durant's ninety five percent of LeBron, so yeah. it's, it's repeatable. And then you have all you have all those really nice pieces, you know, Karis Levert's a qualified bench guy. Jared Allen's really nice to have at the end of games. I do do they do this move if Dinwiddie doesn't get hurt? I think they might because they might have even more pieces to trade with. So they might be able to keep Karis and give them both. Um and trade Karis with Spencer Dinwiddie or something like that. And they can throw in a pick more. Um I think I think they do. I, I, I just think like James Harden was gonna get traded and there was no way Philly was parting with Ben Simmons. So I mean and then there was this whole drama, DeMarcus Connors is ripping them, you know, James Harden getting all mad. And it doesn't really look like James Harden's really getting in that much shape. So you know, that situation wasn't gonna improve. And um yeah, no, I definitely I definitely don't I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, the biggest loser in this trade, I feel like, is the Nets. I, I really do think they took a huge out because, I mean, you know, James Harden on the defensive side, he just gives up stuff so often. And um, I know Jared Allen's going to give uh, effort and Karis LeVert and stuff. Like, yes, we can't understate how much, you know, James Harden scores. But at the same time, you kind of have that already in KD. And that's the thing. KD can be, like, pretty much on his own with, really good pieces around him, kind of almost a Doncic thing, at least until Kyrie comes back. Um, yeah, I just, from all sides of this trade, I, I really feel like it's inexcusably bad for uh, the Nets. And I, I never liked it, especially considering that Karis LeVert is playing better than we thought we would. Jared Allen is getting better. Like, I just, I really don't, I'm really hating on this trade uh, for the Nets. For other guys, I like it though, but um, I didn't know if you want to talk about any more losers in the trade. Well, let's go. Okay, so con one, I would say, is they have no depth. Mm-hmm. I would say con number two is, like, what kind of shape can James Harden get into for the rest of the season? Will he mm-hmm. play? Do you think he's going to play himself back into shape at all? And do you think that even matters? Because, I mean, he's still balling. Yeah, I like, mean. Like, the comedy yeah. the comedy of like, going out at night and then pulling up no practice with a dad bod and just, like, dropping 40, a 40-point 40 triple-double is, like, I don't know. I, I've honestly never had more fun watch, just watching him play basketball because it's so funny with his, his new haircut and just his his new his body and the fact that he's still balling out. It's just like really funny. But I don't know. Maybe the shape thing doesn't even matter if he's playing with Katie and, Katie and Kyrie. Like, I don't know how good a shape he has to, has to be in playing next, yeah. to, to, next to those two guys. But I would, I would raise my eyes for that. I would also like wonder what this locker room is going to be like because Katie and Kyrie, I wouldn't say have like squeaky clean histories of being good locker room guys. I think, I think they're both like really thoughtful dudes and like, uh, I don't think they would ever do anything with the intent, the intention of being decisive. Like Harden was like intentionally like being, uh, being divisive with his actions in Houston. So that's not good, but I don't think Katie and Kyrie have ever been intentionally divisive. I just think yeah. they kind of like sometimes you're just not good dealing with other people. I don't know if they can deal with other people that well. So now you, your three best players all have histories of mm. leaving situations, you know, worse than they found them. I don't yeah. know if I really like that as a team. 
as a team that's trying to win the championship, I don't know if I trust that locker room that much. Exactly. I feel really bad for Nash. Like, yeah. Do you think? Do you think they talked? Because they had to have talked to Dan Tony. Because I, I, I don't really want to look it up because it's going to take me too long to find it. But I swear that I was reading reports earlier in the year that Brooklyn was just like not as interested in the Harden trade as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. I yeah. And that everybody was everybody was like, this is the package if that, and they're definitely it's definitely on the table. And Brooklyn was kind of like, I don't know, like we kind of want to see what we have. Mm. And since Dan Tony's there, like they have first class access to be like, hey, what's this? What's this guy like at practice? Do we want this? Do we even need this? You know, do we need this guy? Is he gonna make? Is he gonna push us over the edge? Is he gonna divide us? Is he gonna be a good locker room guy? Like they have all this. They have first class hearted knowledge because Dan Tony's the guy that like figured out how to use him the best. So they can yeah. even go like in the system that we're gonna run here. Like, do you think we can plug in Harden and make it work with Katie, Kyrie, and all the other guys? Mm-hmm. So, if I'm correct in saying, and I could be incorrect, and none of this would mean anything, but if I'm correct in saying that Brooklyn kind of wanted to see what they have, to me that says D'Antoni was like, I would put off trading for Harden, and that's why that's why the timing of this is so weird, so early on in the season. Like, I don't know why they had to take the swing now. Maybe they just want. Antoni's like, the GM of the. You're going to get those three guys, to, or right? No, Daryl Morey's. Yeah, uh, D'Antoni's oh. their assistant. That's oh, Nash's lead assistant, assistant coach. Okay. Oh, so oh, so D'Antoni's back with yeah, James Harden. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a whole other wrinkle. Because it is weird that the two the two top teams that were interested in Harden, like were both like Maury for the Sixers was his GM, and D'Antoni is the assistant coach in Brooklyn. And I don't know if those guys had like. I mean, D'Antoni just like left. Yeah. Like, and Maury did too. Both of them were just like, I'm out. And I know some of that was the owner, but like, I'm sure Harden, as your star player, had some something to do with that. I mean, like, when DeMarcus Cousins is like, I don't know if this guy's a good teammate, <laughs> that's, that's like a major, major red flag. I said, Mr. I, I have that to thing. get I got that notification. Yeah, I got that notification on Bleach Report. I sent it to you like an hour before the trade happened. I was like, oh, man, that's tough when DeMarcus Cousins is tough calling you out as a bad teammate. Yeah, I know. So that's Yikes. a major red flag for me. John Wall? I mean, John Wall was saying stuff, and it's not like John Wall's always had good relationships with his co-stars. Yeah. No, it's – yeah. Uh, moving on to the winners of, of this well, trade. Wait, do we want to go what – do we want to go, like, uh, what are the good reasons, like the pro reasons to trade? For them? Brooklyn to do this trade? Yeah. Because I mean, one is now you have James Harden, and no draft. And capital. you have three of the, you have three of the top, you know, potentially you have three of the top fifteen guys in the league. And maybe maybe the depth in the locker room stuff won't like just in terms of having like three scores. I don't think a team has ever had just three scores this talented at once. Um, I mean. We do have the when Katie went to Golden State. I mean, you know, you could argue between those three, like Clay, you know, he did drop 16 a game. He could be up there with Kyrie and then, you know, Katie and like Steph Curry at that point. You know, obviously you have Katie, Katie. And I mean, James Harden, like Curry was in his prime then. So, like, he could, you know, he did score that much. So, I mean, I think that team could rival it. And then you could go even further back into history. I don't, 
I don't know. I'm not Bill Simmons, but I would definitely pick the war that Warriors team in a in a seven game series over this Nets team. Yeah. But just in terms of like nine seconds left in the shot clock and you need a guy to get a, a bucket for you just to go ISO and get a bucket. Like I don't know if there's ever been three ISO scorers. Yeah, no, the usage level. rate. No, it, I think that's time. no, that's literally that's literally true. Like the that's a that's a that's a quantitative statistic that yeah these three guys are like the highest usage rate for three teammates ever like in their historic usage rate so like that's where i don't really have a good side for brooklyn because the thing is is okay yeah he can stand in for uh Kyrie for now but like Kyrie at some point is going to want his job back and like i don't think either of those three are going to come off the bench so, I mean, maybe James Harden turns the t- time back and goes back to like a six man or something. But it's yeah, I don't like it. it. And then you have James Harden, like just standing around in the corner, you know, not doing much. And then you got Kyrie, Mr. Dribble got out here. And then you got like Katie who I mean, and Katie's great in transition. But like it's yeah, a Katie who's temperamental as much like he's, you know, he, he tends to whine a lot. So I don't. I yeah, I don't see any winning for this team. I mean, you have a first year coach in Steve Nash. D'Antoni was history with Harden, you know, and then his his ideology of ISO ball. And then you get rid of your young players and your draft picks till kingdom come. Like I yeah, I don't see a single win for them. Maybe you do, but I'm really down on this trade for the Brooklyn Nets. They get the and Levert were the only other two guys that were like, I really, really need the ball. Mm-hmm. And now they're both gone. So, like, in fairness to them, nobody else needs the ball. Like Joe Harris is a shooter. DeAndre Jordan, Shamit, Jeff Green. Like, these guys are going to – I mean, Harris Levert is taking six shots a game, 15 shots a game for him. Yeah. And Durant's only taking 18. Kyrie's taking 20. So, I mean, those three guys are – like. I don't know if it's, I don't know if the one ball theory really applies here because like those are the only three guys that can even get a shot on their, on this team anyways and like actually want, need the ball. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that we need to go around and they're probably gonna do some like weird rest stuff where like I wonder how many times these guys are all three gonna be playing at the same time. Well, they do like, like a what would be the over under for games to play together. Oh, they do like a Clippers thing last 15? year. Yeah, but now they have this third guy, so they can always have two stars. No, that's true. So they can just always be resting a star. Yeah. So like twenty? Do they play twenty games together? Twenty-five. I mean, seventy-two games. Yeah, they I play can see twenty games. Yeah. Thirty-five. I mean, yeah, probably twenty-five. I mean, that's if James Harden even shows up or Kyrie decides to come back to work. <laughs> oh. And they do they do have to be the favorite in the East now, right? Like, I know we – Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I know they still, I still bit, have them. They, they have to be the favorite in the East at this point, if you have those three guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably also the favorite just to win it outright. To have those three guys, like, they would have to be the favorite. Now you think they're passing the Lakers? Uh, yeah, I think if you have, I just think Durant especially is just like I think he right now he's like ninety. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's like equal with LeBron right now. 
for oh, I definitely do think guy you can go up there. Yeah. For a number for a guy you'd want in your team to win a title, I think it's if you picked Durant over LeBron, I wouldn't I wouldn't care at this point. Mm-hmm. So and then you just you know they have they don't have anybody else to to match uh the Kyrie Harden combo. It's it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be really weird. Yep. My my thing is give it a month and we'll see. Give it a couple of games. I I need to see that locker room first come together before we put them over the Lakers. I mean, over over the East, yes. I don't know what the Bucks are doing. The Heat, you know, they're up and down because you know Hero's starting to come into his own, and you know, I don't. Bam hasn't really. He's not really the scoring type. He's more like Draymond Green, you know, bring everyone else up. So you know, the other teams they still need the time to start getting their legs underneath them. So yeah, I de- I definitely could see the Nets definitely as a favorite. I de- but not over like the Lakers quite yet. The the Lakers chemistry, you know, LeBron, AD, these guys have done it before. They all believe in each other and they have a great bench. You know, I you know, not quite yet. Let's get let's give it a couple games. Let's see. Um do you think the Rockets won this trade? Cuz I definitely do. They want the winner of the well, the winner of the trade, the the team that got Harden, I think. Yeah. Oh. I mean, okay. who was who was the player? Who like who were all the players in the trade? It was like Lavert, Harden, Jared. I mean, the Rockets. The only player they got back was Oladipo, who's on an expiring contract. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, if he balls I mean, out, he could but... resign there. Like he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was going to resign in Indiana. So he could resign in Houston. Like it's not, it's not crazy. That'd be a fun destination for him to play. And they got all the picks, but I mean, they only got, I, it just, it's, they're so ready to move on. Like this. Yeah. I, everybody was talking about like they need a blue chip guy in return. Like you have to get a guy like Simmons or I know guys were throwing out Michael Porter Jr. And, there's a bunch of guys that were, they have to get one. I heard about Oladipo back, too. Oladipo. Yeah. I mean, I'm not totally against, against it, but I, yeah, I guess I kind of like, I'm just, I'm kind of 50 50 on it, honestly, for, for what I, they, just because I think they were so ready to move on that they were all, that they were just going to compromise very quickly on what they could get. If they yeah, they're not picks, my biggest win. I think they, I think they got the, they were really one of the picks. Because they got the what the four picks and the four pick swaps, mm-hmm. which I don't I don't think Philly was going to give them you know four picks and four pick swaps. Yeah. So it sounds it seems to me that they would rather have the picks than the player. If it was Ben Simmons or Oladipo and all these picks, like it seems like they just rather have the picks, which I'm not I'm not totally against. I guess it's that's fine, but I mean they were. Just the situation was so broken that they were going to compromise very quickly on, mm. on what they got if they got if they got the picks that they wanted, they were they were gonna they were gonna say yes right away. So I think that's what they did. I mean, this doesn't feel too much like a compromise. I mean, they are getting a lot. The thing is, is the picks are from the Nets themselves, so it's not necessarily that great of picks. I think they're banking on the you know the Nets imploding, which isn't that crazy. Um, no, they're definitely not my biggest winners. I do see them as a winner. My biggest winner would be, um, Indiana. I really like that. They were able to find a way to get, you know, get off of, uh, Victor Oladipo's contract. It definitely didn't seem like he was playing that well. I don't know if we'll ever see the, you know, prime Oladipo again. I mean, it'll definitely have chances to, you know, bring it back down in Houston. Um, 
but I like Karis LeVert. I kind of like with Indiana guys, I feel like, you know, you have to be a decent shooter, decent ball handler, but you're not really calling for the ball and you're not a liability on defense. And, you know, you're just a switchable guy. And, you know, I think I think he'll fit in Indiana. And maybe, you know, if he continues to step up and actually becomes an all-star, you know, maybe he pushes the team over. Um, I mean, his connection with Jared Allen, uh, I mean, if he, you know, obviously he'll need to develop it, but you know, he definitely has the IQ to, you know, work around with the big man and, and Indiana has definitely an unrising one in Sabonis. So, uh, I def, I definitely like how they got rid of, um, Oladipo and, uh, they just literally, and that's all they needed to do. Like they didn't need to give up any picks, anything like that. It was just literally a trade for, uh, uh, Oladipo for Levert. So. I think that was a smart trade by them to um, just switch those around and I, see what they're different. Especially on this team where you're trading for third piece. Like, mm-hmm. Oladipo, he's not like a third piece kind of guy, but on that team, he's definitely the third best player behind Brogdon and Sabonis. I mean, he was never, he wasn't ever going to want to be the third best player, which is part of the reason that there is like uncertainty about his future there. So, I mean, Oladipo might be better than Levert, but. Like, as your third best player, Levert can basically replace everything that Oladipo gives you. His contract's pretty favorable, so I like that. And it really, I really like this for Brogdon and Sabonis. Like, now they know they're the, they're the dudes on that team. Mm-hmm. And they can, um, yeah, they don't have that weird I thing. need to watch, I need to watch more Indiana, but I, I know, you know, I, from what I've seen, that I've seen Brogdon and Sabonis, and then it's just like Oladipo just like randomly pops in, and it's like, it doesn't okay. seem to fit kind of with the other two guys. So, well, yeah. I mean, Levert's like a heavy, heavy usage guy. He was loving it when Katie and Kyrie were out and he could just take 25 shots a game. So, you know, you're wondering what Karis Levert can do as like the third piece, like the legitimately third piece. Because, you know, being the third piece next to uh, Katie and Kyrie is a different situation than being the third piece next to the bonus and Brogdon were. Levert can look around and go, hey, I think I'm the best player here. It's like, oh, I don't know, man. Well, I might push him to overachieve. We kind of like Malcolm Brogdon to be the best player. So, I, you know, have, we'll have to see how he handles that situation. But I, I do really like this trade for Indiana. Yeah. And I think with Sabonis, you know, he'll get his points. He'll find a way to do it. I, and I think with uh, Karis Levert, even with his high uh, usage rate, and later in games, you know, he can still be the guy to hit those clutch shots because I feel like Brogdon doesn't really want to. Like, he'll take the one at, like, one minute, but if you're if it's down to, like, 30 seconds and you need, like, just one shot, I feel like, you know, Karis LeVert has that swagger to actually hit it. And I know Brogdon could as well, but just, like, the way he is, he feels like he's someone who would be preferred to defer to someone else. But um, I think the Cavs, you know, it was a little win. I was just gonna say he definitely doesn't he doesn't make the Pacers better than they are with mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo, but I think he I makes don't know, the team maybe. make more sense. I think he definitely I, makes the team make more sense. Yeah. So that and that in effect might make him better. I mean, I th- I think Karis Levert was playing better than Oladipo at least as of right now. Um, Oladipo, it, you know, it just felt like he, you know he was. Everyone was waiting. It's kind of like a Carson Wentz thing, just he isn't playing as bad, but it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that one season, so he has to be good, and we're waiting on it, waiting on waiting on it. It's kind of annoying to keep waiting on it. Um, And then, yeah, the Cavs get their 
big man as they always like for some reason they like keep getting big men in Torian Prince. So I mean I don't I don't think that's gonna change you anything. I kind of feel Alan bad for Drummond Allen, though. together. What's up? You think they can play Allen and Drummond together? Allen Drummond and Love. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, would that work? I mean they they've done those two big men matchups and I mean it won them what 10 games last year, 15. I mean, it, it's not going to change anything. I think they can use – they can flip Allen, you know, maybe send him for a better pick. Um, just please get Allen to a good team. I love the fro. Don't do not do him like this, please. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts on the trade. Uh, did you have any more thoughts? You want to know who my big winner of the trade is? Wait, let me guess. Uh, actually, no, I can't think of it. Who? They don't need Harden. They need to keep. I think you're breaking up. What did you say? Oh, I see here. Can you say that one more time? I think you were breaking up. I'm right here. Yep. You were saying you're saying who's the oh, real winner? I think Philly's the big winner. Oh, okay. I don't think they needed to part with Simmons for Harden. I don't Harden's better, but I don't, you know, we all know mm-hmm. the playoff ordeal with Harden, so I don't see the reason to bring in that guy in. And Perry, I mean, I've said that before. I don't think pairing him with MB is the smartest thing to do in the world for either guy. And yeah. I don't think it makes you a better playoff team either, because neither guy has really ever showed up in the playoffs. So I would let, I would just keep that Simmons MB thing together. I think there's, if they want to move on from those guys, there'll be plenty of chances to trade mm-hmm. those guys for, you know, other pieces. But I, I think Philly for for uh, for not pulling uh, the trigger on this one and uh, for him going to Brooklyn. I think Philly's the big winner. I thought it was funny that Tyrese Maxey had one 39 point game and then immediately it was like they were like, "Hey, Houston, you could take Tyrese Maxey. Looks pretty good." I, him and Simmons for Arden. That's a good deal for you. You're getting two players that are pretty oh good. They threw them in a pra- trade package really quick. Did they really? Oh, um. I mean, maybe the Hornets could have traded Lamelo and Harden straight up. Um, no, but for real, uh, uh, with the no, they can't do that because the the balls have to take over Charlotte. Oh, you're That's right. That's their city. Right. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Leangelo will get drafted to the Hornets G League team. I don't know. Um, I didn't. I didn't have too many other NBA thoughts. I do have a article up um, with. Uh, some of the thoughts that were overseen the last year. Uh, I think the Le- LeBron push for MVP media. was a little early. Um, yep, on Spop.media. Um, I definitely think the LeBron push for the MVP is a little early. I, I don't think LeBron's going to keep this up the whole year. I, I mean, he just he just be smart enough to know to save it for the playoffs. You know, once in a while, you know, you got to remind everyone that there is a King title before his name, so King James. Um I definitely could see Jokic make a real run at it this year. You know, all the maybe he could make it. And uh, I was hoping KD before this trade, but 
No, he had to have to get a you know Hall of Fame teammate, but that's besides the point. But I definitely, I definitely like Jokic. Or I mean, Doncic is obviously a favorite, but I don't know if he can carry the load for that long and still win games. So, um, yeah, Jokic is definitely my pick for MVP. What do you think about LeBron for MVP? Might as well. We haven't given it to him for like 25 years. So I like it. It's wide open this year. I'm ready. I'm have no idea who it's going to be. Uh, do, you, do you have any other NBA thoughts or jumping over to the NFL? No, let's jump to the NFL. All right. Well, um, your Colts fought hard. I thought for – I believed. I thought for a moment for real that you guys were going to do it. And then I was like, oh, no, it's Rivers. He's got to lose by three. It's like somewhere written in his contract, like, because I am Rivers. The Rivers uh, loophole. I don't know. What, what did you think of the game? Would you have wanted the Colts to win? Yeah. Because then you play the Colts. Exactly, yeah. Instead of the Browns. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would have taken the Browns too, but just having the Bills knocked out would have been so nice. Oh, that's true. We would we could have helped you out. There you go. So you were cheering for us then. Like you had Yeah, to, no, I was hardcore, like I was at okay, work yeah, and I saw yeah. it and I was like locked in. I yeah, they should have won. They actually should have won. Mm-hmm. Which is the most which is the most frustrating part because I just remember after last year's Bills playoff game, you were saying that the real difference in that game was the fact that Watson could just like make plays out of nothing and Allen couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then we're a year later, we're in the same exact spot. And it's the same thing again, but it's the other way around. Allen can make plays and Phillip Rivers like totally can't. I mean, they have no, there was no, there was no way they could stop Josh Allen in that game. I just, I, yeah. uh, the worst drive was the drive to end the second half where Allen made like, I don't know. He made like three or four, just, he made a couple great passes. He had a run. He was just really awesome on that drive. Yeah, no, he looked and great. And the Colts, they had him in fourth and four yeah. and they jumped off sides and then they dropped the pick on the next play. Yeah. I remember that so, too. Yeah. those was... when they jumped the play, I think weren't they throwing it anyway? And then the guy dropped the pick again and then you thought he, no, that one got picked up, but I think Allen oh. just, just threw it just to throw it. Like, yeah. I, there wasn't a lot of thought in that one. But, no, on the next play, the guy drops the pick in the end zone. That was tough. I mean, there was also that um, call that you broke your guy's way where the guy was down. I think it was Pascal, oh, well, but the 100% the fumbled the ball, and I don't know yeah. how they – yeah. You guys got 100% fumbled. Um. But it's different. it's different watching Josh Allen, and it's different rooting against him. Mm-hmm. And when you're rooting against him and you just feel – you feel so helpless. <laughs> yeah. No, he definitely looked a little bit mahomes light there for a couple throws. Um, I mean, considering Rivers couldn't move like 10 feet. I mean, there were so many times he looked so rigid in the pocket. He was almost always staring down his wide receiver. I'm surprised you guys didn't have like – or the Colts – or yeah, that he didn't have like five interceptions. Um, the Bills' run game was actually kind of bad this game. And, um, you know, the Bills looked human. I mean, it, it looked like you guys really had him on the ropes. Uh, I mean, G- Allen had the most rushing yards for uh, at 54. I mean, Zach Moss only had 21 yards. So they were definitely determined to throw the ball on you guys. I mean, you know, Diggs went off for 128. But, I mean, the main thing with the game it's not is – like Rivers was that bad. Rivers was pretty good. Yeah. Like he was pretty mistake. The only time he wasn't good was – Unfortunately, like the last four plays, when yeah. he couldn't, 
he couldn't do anything. He couldn't move. He was just he forced like two really bad passes. But I think he was really, I mean the only other play that was iffy was that fourth down, but Pittman dropped that in the corner of the end zone. So that wasn't really on Rivers. I thought Rivers actually made a good play because he had a back pedal. Mm. And if Rivers is backpedaling and he has to throw, it's like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be this is gonna be disastrous. And he actually got it there, and then the guy just dropped it. And then that's that's the possession that led to uh led to that uh drive down the half for Buffalo. I feel bad for Frank Wright in this game because he really just anytime they were in the red zone, he really he really clenched up. I don't know what was going on with him. Yeah, no, he definitely because on that hard. on that uh that play before the Rivers pass, they ran this uh this pitch play and I, I was I listened to that play on the radio the guy on the radio did a really good job pointing out that he's like it's third and goal and the play that you run is a pitch where you pull a guard or a tackle that they had just signed up from the practice squad oh, yeah. and then your other lead blocker is a wide receiver he's like why would you why would you do that on the one yard line just run it behind you have Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly like run it behind those two guys don't don't be pulling the practice squad tackle and try to run oh, run behind him. But if, I mean, if Pittman catches the ball, like it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Did did you like did you like them going for fourth down there? No, I I wanted them to get the field goal. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, just get points any way you can. Um, and they had obviously you guys had shown that you could stop Josh Allen. I mean, no run game and stuff. And once he, and then you, he, you know, there was that one drive where he was scrambling a little bit. And it's like, oh no, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's a big boy. He won't slide. But then you guys eventually figured it out. I, I really liked how quickly you guys adjusted to his scrambling. I mean, there was, you had a tackle for loss. So, I mean, your defense showed that you can stop him. Like this isn't the chiefs or the saints or something crazy like that. So um, if you guys took the three there, you know, I, I think it would have definitely helped with just momentum and, you know, mental mindset of, okay, we're ahead, you know, or, you know, it's easier to obviously, you know, overtake someone if you're really closer than you are, if you don't score. I don't know. That sounds kind of weird, but the Colts, I, I definitely hats off to you guys. Um, One question. Who do you think 2022 or 2021 later in the fall, who is taking the first snap week one Colts uniform under center? Who's, Who's the quarterback for y'all next week, next year? Who do I want it to be? No, who who do you think it act? Okay, who do you want it to be, and who do you think it actually will be? Um, man, if I had to put odds on it, I would say, um, I would say Carson Wentz one, Jacob Eason two, oh, Philip Rivers three. Oh, you think Rivers could come back? If I had to put odds on it, those are the odds that I would put on it. I don't think Rivers is going to come back. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. He's done. Um, no, I'd put Jacoby Brissett one, and then I don't think then... I don't think that's I just I don't. He's a free agent. And I don't understand the point of them re-signing him if they didn't play him this year. That wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Right, he knows the team. As a backup. I I could see them bringing him back though. I mean, he knows the team. He's been around them. You know, he didn't really. But make if any you were noise. planning on starting him in 2021, like let him play in 2022 and don't <laughs> find Rivers. That makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. But they clearly were like, oh no, we're we don't need this guy as a starter. Like we're we're done with that. They gave him one year. They gave him a half a season because he got hurt. So whatever they, you know. I mean, we beat you guys when he was totally healthy. So I don't. I yeah. watched that game, and 
I mean, Mahomes wasn't healthy at all. I mean, his own lineman. No, that, yeah, that he was game. totally, totally one-legged in the second half. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it wasn't. Buddy was almost dead there, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, no, I. Uh, the thing is, is I think Jacoby Brissett is obviously an upgrade above, um, you know, over uh, Jacob Eason, and um, I think your team's kind of built to win now. I mean, I know Darius Leonard is, you know, kind of young, but a lot of those pieces on. Are, I guess your running backs are young, but T.Y. Hilton is, you know, veteran. And um, I don't know. It just feels like you guys are pushing for now. I mean, maybe, you know, you're trying to – you'll just switch it up and go for the uh, core of the pass but, or try to go with the younger guy under center. But I don't, I don't, I don't think Eason has enough to be a starting quarterback. I mean, maybe – No, me neither. I mean, neither. he hasn't had any reps almost whatsoever, so – you know, maybe do the whole behind, keep him, you know, in the – or maybe start him and then have the veteran, you know, knock him out like they do with up with the Bears or they were trying to do until Trubisky showed up. So – or maybe, you know, try to do a little competition. Yes, I know if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But, you know, just push each other and see what you got. But I definitely think they should bring Jacoby Brissett back or trade for Carson Wentz, one or the other. But they oh, definitely I don't should want not. Carson Wentz. Only, I don't want Carson. <laughs> don't go only with Eason. That's my point. I already told you if they're going to trade for a quarterback, they should trade for Garoppolo. Oh my goodness! You're oh, telling yeah. me you want Garoppolo over Carson Wentz? Who yeah. do you think is a better quarterback? Tell me right now. Garoppolo. Oh my goodness! Tell you, what? Okay, yeah. now I'm feeling like Stephen A. You talk about football, and you're saying telling me Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did you watch? You watched Carson Wentz this year? Can't even, bro. Yeah, when he was that guy makes more stupid plays, plays than Rivers does. More than half. Why would of I just trade for a younger, more, more stupid Philip Rivers? Hey, look, 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 Rivers. Like the thing with uh, Carson Wentz, I feel like he's better at scrambling. I think with decent receivers, he could actually do something. And maybe a healthy O-line. I mean, you know, and then they had Kelsey who was getting hurt. Or not Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, their center getting hurt. But their tight end too. Zach Ertz was in and out this year. I, you know, I, I definitely don't think he is a franchise guy who's going to win you a Super Bowl. But the same thing, like with Garoppolo, they had to set up so much for him in that offense that when you're like, hey, let's actually test him, you know, give him a little pressure. It's like, oh, no, now they're losing the game because they're not running the ball anymore. You know, which is why they lost that game against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, he went to the Super Bowl. But don't forget, in the NFC Championship, he only threw, what, eight passes, I think? So Yeah, because it's all he had to do. Yeah, but at the same time, like, in this NFL, like, this today, like, th- that's almost unheard of. And now you're doing that in a playoff game? Like, and then if you if they do stop your run game, then what are you going to do? Uh, like, have him throw ten more passes than he's used to? Like, I don't, I don't trust him. And then already with your, you know, your, your wide receiving core isn't that that. great. People were like, people were like, people really gave him a lot of garbage for throwing eight pass in a playoff game. It's like their running back ran for like 300 yards. That's still his problem. No wonder they, no wonder he threw eight passes. They get to 10. 400 rush yards. Even some play action. I definitely, that was, that was ridiculous. Why? Um, You don't need to. It, 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 they scored 40 points. I'm still a Garoppolo hater. Probably will be forever. It's, you know, even if he gave us a Super Bowl, it's still, I don't, I don't trust him. He, he's just, it's, it's just too much cool guy with him. It's just too much of, 
you know, he just he he has he I'm not saying he's not talented. He's got talent. He can do stuff. It's just that I feel like people overrate him because of the one Super Bowl and they have a Hall of Fame coach like overrate him. I, nobody likes Garoppolo. Yeah. Well, I think I feel like I'm the only guy that likes Garoppolo. I mean, that's true. The sports media doesn't really like him, but I mean, he, he'll be a free agent. And I mean, I guess you guys could sign him instead of giving up assets for Carson Wentz. But I feel like Carson Wentz, under the right guy, you know, oh, he, my could, he has potential to be MVP guy. Out here, I'm telling you. And and the thing is, it's not like Frank Reich has never coached him before. Like you're bringing in some weird guy with, you know, someone he's never been with. No, Frank Reich knew him. He saw his development. He knows this guy. So I'm just saying it, yeah, but I think the potential now, for though. Carson Wentz is more than Garoppolo. The ceiling is higher, even though, yes, the floor is lower. That's my point. I think he's worse than he was with. Right though, that's the problem. I think he's just yeah, worse. He is worse than he was with Reich. That's why they're sending him to. Lose, I, don't know, I think just he, he lost it. Yeah, that's why they're sending him to it. I, I mean, I'm not going to trade first round picks for Carson Wentz. That's ridiculous. No way. <laughs> I mean, you know, with the NFL, they're a little bit weird. They'll probably send a second round or something. And plus, they want that contract off the books. And you guys. Colts media loves to talk about how much cap space they have, but with the Colts, I mean, maybe, you know, there's always that stigma of, Oh, if you hire the defensive coordinator when the head coach is defensive, you know, is that really, you know, the coordinator might not be that good, blah, blah, blah. Like if you hire the, if you hire the coordinator for a team where that the, the head coach, that is his specialty specialty, then that like it's like does that really work like there was kind of that thing with dan quinn when he was hired from seattle and uh i think you guys got the opposite you know peterson kind of it was because of frank Reich that they got that far um i mean that's obvious to see this i mean the second he goes it all goes to crap and you guys are you know significantly better you know you're competing in a game with philip rivers over i mean you're you're pretty much one or two plays away from beating the second team in the conference second best team in the conference so I definitely think that Frank Reich has improved your team a lot more. Um, and I think with Carson Wentz, he can take you guys to another level because Carson Wentz does have the potential to be an MVP. Like, it's a Kyrie thing of, yeah, he has the potential, but he won't be. But, you know, he'll still ball out. So I, I definitely want I definitely want to see Carson Wentz. And he can make plays. when And you guys, like, yeah, you have good running backs, but you're I wouldn't really trust your wide receivers. And you kind of need a guy to make the plays, you know, and – work on the fly rather than, you know, follow exactly on the play and go to the first read or second read every time. Like it's a college offense. So I definitely so don't. Why, why would why you like want Wentz on the Colts? You don't trust our receivers. You just said he doesn't do well with bad receivers. No, I'm saying that he's had bad right receivers. So yes, he hasn't done as well, but also his O-line was completely horrible. And as love as you love to tell me that your O-line has the best players in the league, so he'll be protected. And um, yes, I think that'll give him the freedom to make plays and to freewheel, which they might need. So, um, I mean, you know, with, and I mean, Frank Reich will be able to figure out what to do with Wentz, who he's used before. So I, I definitely don't see, I mean, I see, you know, there's obviously downsides. He could just be bad, stuff like that, but there's more upside than downside. And um, since you guys don't have someone for the future right now, and you're mostly waiting to draft one, you might as well, you know, go with the boom or bust guy instead of the average guy, because you might as well sign Jacoby Brissett at that point. 
who's better than Garoppolo, too. I'd say Jacoby Brissett is better than Garoppolo. I will say that game definitely proved that the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl because, I mean, the Bills are going to have to be carried by Josh Allen in a very similar way that the Chiefs are have to be carried by Mahomes. Yeah. And the Chiefs are just the Chiefs are just better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I just had him as a second team because yeah, that that's just obvious. Um, moving to the next game, Rams and Seahawks. I called this one. I had people. I had multiple did friends you? being like, yes, I said say, the Rams were going to beat the Seahawks. You did say that John Check Wolford the was going to be the reason they won. I said what? Yeah, I did, did say, that. say I did that. that. Hey, look, Wolford so made some plays. Did you see him, it? though? Did you see him, though? Come on. Well, he did make some plays. Um, I mean, I can't account for him being taken to the hospital because of a neck injury. Like, But he did yeah, make some like, plays. You were like, you're like, his running was really cool. And then his running sent him straight to the ER. Okay, look, look. It's not my fault that apparently the NFL doesn't watch any college football and doesn't know what a targeting rule is. Okay. They, he played pretty well for, he played pretty good for the minutes he played. Um, and I mean, I did also mention that Sean McVay is a really smart coach and, uh, he figured it out and I just, you know, the Seahawks, it just felt bustability, you know, and, um, and look out for an article. We'll be, be breaking down look out for an article about the Seahawks. Um, but I, you know, I wasn't surprised, and I totally saw this coming. Their run game, you know, got it done. Aaron Donald was hurt for part of this game after getting two sacks, and they still could rush um, uh, Russell Wilson because their O-line's just bad, and you need a good O-line, as, you know, <laughs> Remington loves to mention. You need a good O-line. So it's the defense was just better. The offense was better. And, yeah, it was only a – it ended up being only a 10-point game at the end, but it felt like it was a lot worse. I – you know, the, the Seahawks were just getting ran through. Uh, what what did you... Is it th- fair to say that Russell Wilson was bad to end the season? Yeah, no, he was bad. Let me see. Let me see what he had for this game. But, yeah, he was bad. The last eight games, he had was like 230 yards a game, 12 touchdowns, seven picks. Yeah, 174 this one. Because there was a lot of, like, he can only do so much. The defense is so bad. He's having to make all these plays. Mm-hmm. They've taken away his deep threat. Yeah. I think he was just bad. He was just playing bad. No, I wasn't. True. You know, Wilson's not the kind of guy you watch and expect him to make plays where you just go like, wait, what were you doing there? Because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but there are too many times when you're like, wait, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But then he just throws that deep pass to Metcalf where he's like falling away to one side. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Well, that's the thing. The two touchdowns Metcalf had, it was when the Rams went into a zone zone defense and Jalen Ramsey wasn't on him, which is like, okay, why would you ever have Jalen Ramsey off of Metcalf? Like, this is what happens. So that's what accounts for the, you know, 14 out of their 20 points right there. And then, I, and then um, I, I don't know. The Seahawks future doesn't look that great. I kind of feel bad for the team. I mean, their offensive, uh, offensive coordinator is out. He got fired. So it, I mean, I don't, I don't, unless they rebuild that O-line, maybe, you know, I mean, their wide receiving core is fine. I mean, Carson was okay in this game, but they just got out coach. I mean, Rams, they just, they just outperformed or overperformed better than they expected. They basically, no, they basically just got beat by two players, like Ramsey and Donald. That's basically it. Yeah. I mean, you I still just, had to put I the 30 points up there. I don't understand how DK Metcalf is so important 
to Russell Wilson. I get it. He's the best receiver, but like, I don't know. There was talk earlier when they started, they kind of started in the slump that they finished on. It was like, well, their teams were doing this with the safeties and it like really messed up mm. what Metcalf was doing and it sort of took them out. And then they just like totally, they like were totally awful after that. I didn't know. I, I don't understand how they never changed to be like, okay, if teams are doing this against us, we're going to counter with this. Mm-hmm. Especially since you have Russell Wilson. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that was that was a tough out. I mean, I totally understand firing Schottenheimer. I mean, it was, I mean, it kind of felt like he was getting the first couple of weeks of offense off of Twitter. Um, but, you know, it's, it was not a good look for the Rant Seahawks, and um, it's going to be tough for them going on from here. Because um, I, it just, you know, it's it's tough because Wilson's still in his prime. Like he's still top five quarterbacks in the league. Like, and um, it just playoff time comes around, and um, he he gets knocked out. I mean, when was the last time? Actually, let me. I'm about to look up when the last time he went beyond the divisional round or. Last time he went deep, but um, yeah, no, his targets on Metcalf eleven, and uh, the next closest was four. So, in fact, yeah, that might be besides Hollister, who for some reason had five targets and didn't catch anything. Um, that's more than everyone else combined outside of Hollister for DK Metcalf. So, yeah, no, he threw to Metcalf on almost every play, and Metcalf didn't catch more than half of them. So, you know, exactly what you're saying. It's go, it's it's exactly corroborating what he's saying. It's, it was pretty much the Metcalf-Wilson uh, show, and once they shut that down, that was about it. I also don't know how well he had to play in this game either to win because, I mean, he only completed 11 passes, but if he completes 16, like, mm-hmm. are they going to win at that point? Or 17? If he goes seven, 17 to 27? Like, if he just completes six more passes, are they that much better? I, I don't really know. I don't. It is it is kind of sneaky that the Rams got to thirty points. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had the pick six, but I think you could probably, like, if you go, okay, they're going to get a defensive touchdown. In a in every playoff game, like I wouldn't be totally shocked. So if they have the potential, if they do have the potential to get to thirty points, I mean, there's there's some interesting upset stuff with them against the Packers next week. Yeah. So, in the last five years, and um, I'll be probably writing an article on this later, um, he hasn't gone beyond the divisional round. So, he's gotten knocked out of the divisional round each year. And it's like, you know, oh, that's just a trend. And um, and we'll get into more of that later. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, what? So what do we do? You know, like you can draft one or two guys for your defense again, you know, maybe bring another O lineman in. But um, I mean, unless you get some crazy change, it, it doesn't look like this team is going to improve much more from this. I don't know. But I know it's a lot of gloom and glum, but like with the Rams, you know, you at least have your foundation. Now, you know, you have one of the best defenses in the NFL, you know, your coach, probably is going to be there next 20 years. And, um, I mean, even if they lose the next round, I mean, is this season's kind of a win considering your starting quarterback has like four or five pins in his thumb. So um, it's definitely definitely a win for them all around. Uh, moving to the next game, uh, Bucks well, at Washington. Wait, do you think oh, that uh, – Do 
Do you think Jared Goff could beat the Packers by throwing eight passes? Maybe. I, I could see it. If Rodgers has one of those weirdly bad games, you know, he, you know, his hammy, he pulls his hammy or something and Packers defense folds. I mean, they, they like to bust sometimes. So, you know, maybe he did get blown out always, in the playoff or conference championship last year. They always have one quarter every game the Packers do where they just like totally disappear. Mm-hmm. Where you get to the end of the quarter and you're like, wait, the Packers only ran six plays. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Just two, like two, three and outs. I don't. Mm-hmm. And with that, how good that Rams defense is. Like, I don't, I don't trust Lafleur as a coach in the playoffs at all. Mm-hmm. Just because I haven't two years, two years or not two years. I guess one year. This is the second year, right? Yeah, it's the second year. Yeah, but they played the 49ers twice last year and got beat like the same way both times. It was like zero adjustment. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if I trust him against a good coach at all. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. So I mean, the like it's it's there, and Cam Akers. I mean, he looks really good. He looks healthy mm-hmm. again too, which is important. Henderson too, yeah. The, so if they can a, just run, mm-hmm. if they can just run and then get like a defense or special teams touchdown, mm-hmm. and with as good as that defense is, like who knows? If, and we'll have to see if Ramsey can take Adams out too, because yeah. like Metcalf can only do like two things really well. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not gonna like. I'm not going to discredit Ramsey for his performance, but like, you know, it's a lot easier to take DK Metcalf out of the game than it is out of Adams, mm-hmm. especially no, since true. they, they scheme so much of their stuff for him behind the line of scrimmage where they're going to throw him screens and like mm-hmm. get him like running across formations and stuff. And like in the corner, and I mean, you're just tackling at that point. Mm-hmm. Like you're not really guarding him. Well, they so, did have the one pick though. They did. That was crazy. I've never seen that before. I was like, what? The guy just snuck in right behind the blocker and picked it off. That was, that was a great pick. Oh. Uh, you ready to look at the next game? Got Bucks out, the football team. Um, felt kind of weird that the Bucks were coming into the um, – after the first 10 minutes, or I guess even five, it was obvious this game was over. Um, not yeah, quite a Sunday game really night boring. game, but, you know, it was – it was you know, Brady, Brady was on point and uh, – didn't really feel like, I mean, Heineke had that one run where I was like, well, well, you know, separated his shoulder or something, or it was like, you know, hold on to your seat, folks. But, you know, after that first half, the the Bucks just, you know, especially in that fourth quarter, they just, you know, finished the game, finished it off, finished them off. And, uh, I mean, no one really thought that the Buck or the football team was going to win. You know, they were just you know, kind of interesting here and there. Heineke might, you know, probably be the starter next year, but um, it didn't, it didn't feel like they were going to, the Bucks were going to seriously lose. It is always concerning when teams don't like put away teams that aren't quite as good as them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to be hypocritical because I'll pick, I'll pick the Chiefs to win and they didn't do that all season. Yeah. But they also <laughs> didn't get crushed in prime time multiple times. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest, like Saints Bucks is probably the least excited I am for, like, of the four games left, that's probably the least excited for a game. Wow. Just because, like, both of these offenses are, it's like, okay, they're good, but they're also, like, they're not. The defenses are good, but they're also, they also give up 30 points a game. And, like, how how long is Brady just not going to be on the same target, like, on the same page with his receivers? Like, okay. that's just a like, thing now, right? That's just a thing. It done. Like, it's not, like, a, something that can be fixed. Which yeah. is the divisional round of the playoffs. Like if you haven't figured it out now, you're not going to figure it out over a week. Yeah, I mean, 
he's he started to get some passes in. Like he's 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 clicked sometimes. I mean, Mike Evans did have have 119 yards, and I thought him and Brady weren't clicking. But no, he's he's starting to hit them. It's just you know, it's it's one of those things where if you haven't been playing with someone for like at least a year, you know, don't even have OTAs training camp, and yes, you have the season to get better. But um, it I mean. It almost seems at times that like he knows the receiver is going to do the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and he throws the pass to where it should be anyway, just to, like prove to the receiver that that's where they should have been. Mm-hmm. So just he can like go yell at him on the sideline sometimes. Because sometimes it's just like, I mean, shout out to Bruce Arians for, you know, now he's like he's like the Mike Leach of the NFL, where just any quarterback that he plays for is going to have awesome numbers. I mean, Brady is good yeah. for three hundred eighty yards. Yeah, it's four, it's five hundred yards this year. That's that's crazy. I didn't, you know, wasn't yeah, no, that I impressed. But I was wasn't that impressed where I thought Brady was a forty five hundred yard, forty touchdown quarterback this season. Yeah, no, no, he definitely he definitely um has started figuring out stuff with the playbook. Um, and then with Brady and Aaron's, I mean, I don't I don't think they're gonna make it to the Super Bowl. Um, they're not my pick to go all the way but um unless that defense starts showing up but i definitely don't don't hate on that um on that buck saints matchup because i definitely i think it's going to be one with whoever gets sacked the most because um i mean if brady gets hit a couple times that d line from the saints um you have like hendrickson you know those guys those that pass rush can be dangerous and um the bucks on the other hand once in a while have shown like in dominican sue you still have barrett the sacks leader from last year um, it's, I mean, they definitely can get to the quarterback and older quarterbacks breeze is, you know, always banged up. I mean, he had broken ribs, so, you know, he's still trying to heal and, you know, you tackle Brady, you know, or sack him like three times. He's all wonky now. So, um, and that, that secondary can pick off Brady. And so I definitely think it could be an exciting game, especially if they continue to fling it, um, on both sides of the ball. I mean, the saints don't have as many good wide receivers, so we'll have to see, but. Oh, maybe more pressure on Kamara. So I, I, there's definitely a lot of stuff that could happen to make it very interesting. Don't be hating on them. Uh, divisional, it's a divisional map matchup as well. So they've played each other a couple times. I mean, it's it's anticlimactic that the Saints beat them twice in the regular season. Because I mean, there's no way they beat them three times. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And if they do, that's just like really depressing for the Bucks. That's, how, yeah. How do you lose three times with the same team? I don't know. That's a yikes. Stupid. Um, moving to the Ravens and Titans, um, it just felt like the Ravens wanted this one more. I mean, there, there's that crazy run by Lamar. I think, you know, he's heard about all this talk forever about not winning a playoff game and, uh, he got it done. I mean, I wish JK Dobbins got, was able to get more running. Um, I think there were, there were a couple good passes to Martin Hollywood Brown. I definitely liked how they got him open. Um, and uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you're you know, the Titans are built around running the ball and then play action and Tana and Derrick Henry got shut down um, only 40 yards on the game, considering that he had a game just like a week ago where he was running for two two oh five, I think it was. So, I mean, they were able to stop the main dangerous thing about the Titans. And I mean, if you're relying on Tannehill to win your game, then, yeah, you've already lost. So um, I Definitely see that as a way. And the Ravens just wanted it more. Did you realize their rivalry was this intense? There was the whole logo thing. I, I did know about the logo thing. It did seem like they really didn't like each other, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, because of the like logo if, thing. Like if you just if you asked right now, I think Ravens players would probably hate Titans players more than Steelers players. Mm-hmm. Which is not the way it should be. It should be Ravens Steelers. Well, there's that whole thing, you know, about the logo, like how the Titans were warming up on the logo. And then Vrabel was like telling Harbaugh to go coach and Harbaugh was getting all mad and stuff. And, you know, that obviously got to the coaches and, you know, they were all motivated about it. And they definitely used it as motivation because, you know, as soon as Marcus Peters got that interception, the whole team pretty much went and stomped on the Titans logo. So, you know, they were all mad about it. You know, Lamar Jackson wouldn't shake hands with any of them. He was running to the locker room and then had to come back out for the interview. So, it was, you know, they, they definitely have beef. And, you know, they definitely – I don't know why the logo thing would make them so mad. But, you know, you got to use stuff to motivate you yourself. And uh, that's what the Ravens did. And their defense showed up. Um, they got the interception at the end. They, you know, they stopped, they stopped Derrick Henry, which – if you had told me Derrick Henry only getting 40 yards, I mean, the whole offense only rushing for 51 yards, I would have been surprised. I thought Tannehill, you know, maybe they do that rush with him as well. He picks up yards, but no, he didn't. He almost, I don't think he scrambled at all. Um, he, yeah, he only scrambled twice for six yards. So that, that was pretty bad. So defense showed up and Lamar did his job. He pulled his MVP moment and um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy he got his first win. I'm still don't still not betting on him, but <laughs> At least we can't say he hasn't won a playoff game. Yeah, that's really cool for him, anyways. But mm-hmm. do you think do you think he was good in this game, or or do you think he was like really really good in this game, or did he just make like two good plays? Yeah, he made two good plays. Because I, the difference the difference between him and Allen is just that Allen's constantly constantly doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's constantly moving. He's constantly. Mm-hmm putting the ball into like places that it shouldn't be. He's rolling out, getting the defense moving, you know, throwing to receivers that are freestyling. Jackson, it seems like at this point, and I don't know if this is going to be the long-term thing for Lamar or not, but at this point the for them to win, it's just like, let's play really, everything's really, really short. All of the passes are really short. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like fullbacks, running backs, tight ends, three yards, let them, you know, catch and run. And then eventually Lamar's going to hit you with like the forty-yard run, like he did. Yep. And I were I, I don't know if I like that long term. If it's just like, if your game plan is going to be on Lamar's going to make, make these two big plays, or he's going to have like two chances to make two big plays. Mm-hmm. You know whether or not he makes them in that spot, like, is going to determine if you win or lose. Because I thought the Titans actually did a pretty good job of like. At least their scheme seemed really good. They had like good contain and stuff, and they were using safeties really well and mixing up blitzes and stuff. And I really kind of liked it. It was really interesting if to see like what the Bills do next week and how their defense looks compared to how the Titans. I mean, the Titans defense is bad, so at some mm-hmm. point you're just you're handicapped by your own talent. So you know you can have good contains, but if your guys if your guys can't catch him, like that's you know that's a whole separate issue. That's the thing, like. like- with how conservative their offense was, it was just – I mean, Lamar was really good. He was mistake-free. The run was incredible. He got the win. But I'm just thinking next week, like, there's going to have to – he's going to have to take it up another level. If yeah, definitely. They're going to beat Josh Allen. Yeah, I think if it's not for Berg coming down and messing up that tackle on Lamar, I think the Titans win. I mean, it's a one-score game. Main reason why yeah, I mean I don't know if I don't know if they win or not, but it definitely you know 
Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm definitely think they're gonna win because the it's a one score game. Um, I mean, the main reason why Tannehill started throwing it so much was because they were down, and that's their only chance. And I think that eventually Henry would have broken off for a run. They kind of had to go away from the run because they were down. Um, I think they could have made some trick plays and they would have killed clock. I, I definitely think if, if they didn't, if the defense hadn't given up that one big play, which I mean, that's at that point, it's just Lamar, you know, and his one-on-one and it's not like it was a seven to six game. It was, you know, there was other plays made as well, but, I think that was the big pivot moment and you know, it, he is the MVP and he, he stepped up, but I don't think like over the course of the game, it, he definitely didn't play like on another level as much as people watching highlights would say he, he just played pretty average. And if they, if they don't mess up that coverage and instead, you know, hold them to a field goal and the Titans are able to, you know, control the clock running it down and um, either get a field goal, you know, taking it overtime where they could probably win or they, get a touchdown instead. I, th- I think Derrick Henry was going to break off for the run. If they had kept the game close, I, I definitely think he was eventually going to get the run because he's, he's just too good not to get a run. So, um, you know, it's – if it, and, you know, Bird messed up, and, you know, he's part of the team, so the team messed up. So, at the end of the day, yeah, the Ravens won, but it definitely wasn't because they were just the better team. You feel bad for that guy because, like – 99% of the league, you can just run downhill and tackle him normally. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't like, you can't run at Lamar because he's just going to run by you. And you can't, exactly. like, you can't not run at him because he's just going to juke you. Yeah. So he's like, imp- he's impossible to tackle. I mean, the only hope that you have in that situation is just, I'm going to make a move and then hopefully that buy some other defender a split second to get exactly. over there and help tackle him. So, you know, like, I guess I can. I guess I could blame him for that play. I don't really blame him for that play. It's just one of those, like, you know, he hit a shot. He hit a shot in his face at the end of the shot clock. Like, he just – he was just better on that play than mm. the other guys were. Yeah. Do you – I I have a question about Derrick Henry. Do you think he hits holes – do you think he, like, sees holes really well when he's running? Um, I think he or just runs do you think runs he just kind of, like, people. runs into the line and just hopes yeah. he's big? bigger than everybody because maybe it was the Ravens defense was just really good in this game at like closing up gaps and stuff mm-hmm. there's too many times where just they hand the ball off he just straight into the line for two yards and you're like oh that play's dead just right away mm-hmm. and this defense the secondary was savvy enough where they don't really need um that much help to cover these guys I mean, outside of Marquise Brown like is there another wide receiver on this roster like besides Mark Andrews Mark, like Willie Sneed, like what had only two catches, like most of this team. That's probably, that's probably also good. That's a good point. That's probably also part of the reason that they just, their offense is so conservative. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is a good point. I guess I should have, you know, I should have thought of that, but yeah. So there's like barely still... any other weapons on this team besides Andrews and Brown. So, I mean, the secondary secondary just needed like, you know, not as many as like if you're playing the Colt or the, if you're playing the Bills or something like that, you didn't need as much help out there because there's no, you know, great wide receiver. And uh, yeah, they just mostly run. So that's why I definitely, um, definitely don't think the Ravens. I mean, they they didn't put up crazy number of rushing yards. Um, I mean, M- Lamar did have 136. So um, so he, I mean, so if you take out that big play, there isn't as much. It, just, it they didn't dominate. They didn't dominate, and um, I was hoping Ravens did so. It was it was mostly a one play game. That's what I'm trying to. 
But do you think do you think Derrick Henry has good vision as a ball carrier though? Uh no, I think he just runs through people. <laughs> I honestly don't even know if he runs through people. He's he the stiff arm has become such a thing, but it's like a it's such a different play because a guy's running at you. He's not going at your legs. Like his arms are so powerful that he can just push these guys over with one arm. And it's like defensive backs and stuff. So just when they're running at him at that angle, he can just throw them off him. When he's running into the line, you never see like the like the Marshawn Lynch like run through the two defensive tackles, mm-hmm. get past the linebacker. And now it's like, oh, now he's he could take this to the end zone. Like he's he's got space. It just seemed like a lot of just he's gonna run straight into the line for two yards and mm-hmm. over. Yeah, no, it was definitely disappointing to see him just fall apart. Pretty much, it was it was it was no way, and they had to eventually go away from him. Um, next game was Saints and Bears. Um, I mean that's bad. Boring. Yeah, it's boring. We already know what happened. Um, and I kind of felt bad for Jimmy Graham. That was a great catch, by the way. That was a great that's that's one of those catches that like there was another play i forget i forget what it was there was like a hail mary at the end of the game do you mm. remember that from earlier in the year uh somebody threw a hail mary at the end of the game and the guy caught it oh and I hail think murray was, Mur- no it was like a meaningless one and i Uh-oh. think i think kevin harlan was calling the game and he got like really excited for a second oh and okay. then he was like he was like, oh, when he caught the touchdown, but it doesn't mean anything because it yeah. was like a 10-point game or something. And he had to yeah. like – he had to like – that was like that Jimmy Graham play. I was like, whoa. Yeah, and I don't think the ball was even for him. I think it was the wide receiver behind him. And he yeah. just – it, looked- it And he's like, I'm so sick of this and just walks like so it sad. Looked like he wanted, it looked like he was going to like celebrate for a split second. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of like – he kind of like stutter-stepped like he was getting ready to go into a dance. And then he was like, oh, no way. I, we're, we've just lost a playoff game. So yeah. Like again, we're lucky that we're even here. Um, I felt bad for I felt bad for Mitch though because before the game, I read something that said the Bears were not going to re-sign him this offseason. <laughs> so you know, yeah, maybe not the news story you want to put out before your quarterback goes to the playoff game. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, we never watch that much. But I mean, like you know, fair enough. He's not really trustworthy. I, they didn't trust him at all in that game. I, mm-hmm. At the end of the second half, they had they had the ball with like some timeouts and a chance to drive, and they just, you know, three handoffs and punts. Yeah, they were like, we're just gonna try to get out of this half, seven to three. Yeah, no, that was that was a rough game for the Bears, and yeah, it's not surprising they're not. Well, I think it's a little surprising they're not bringing Trubisky back. I mean. He did. They did have that five and one start. That whole Montgomery thing was interesting, but you know, it's it's obvious they don't trust him. So, I mean, hopefully they can find another option. Um, and then moving on, that, that pass to Wims was really nice. The yeah, they dropped good pass. Yeah, I mean, but that's he the problem with your definitely got an arm. If you don't catch it, if you don't catch it, then that's your uh, that's your one good pass a game. That's tough. And the guys just dropped it. Um, were you watching the Brown Steelers game like live or? Um, yeah, I caught most of it. Well, I caught most of like the first, the first like first half and yeah, somewhat, somewhat of the third quarter. But so I was playing games and stuff, and I'm like, oh, the game's on. I'll put it on my phone. And I look, and I'm like, in the middle of something, and I'm like, didn't they just kick the ball off? Like they haven't <laughs> even snapped it, and it's already a touch. 
that's one of the that's the that's honestly the craziest game I've ever seen. I'm not like I don't think it's hyperbole to say that was the craziest like for, first quarter I've ever seen. Like yes, there's that whole Tyreek Hill one with Mahomes and stuff, which probably is my favorite one. But this one like 28-0, the decimation like it was just it was it was like what <laughs> you know. It, Pouncy, like they mentioned, you know, all pro guy, veteran in the league, you know, and then they can't. And then what they did with the football, I bet you've heard podcasts, of, you know, breaking it down. They should have they should have caught the ball. They should have, like, at least thrown it out the end zone, you know, and they're just staring at the ball there. And then it gets caught in the end zone. And it just feels like the game's over. And, they, and then they come on the next play, throw a pick. And, and then and then with the Steelers and then after the game. Even with you know them crying and stuff, which you know it's it's a very tough thing to go through. And then you have Chase or, or Chase Claypool, you know, putting it up on TikTok again. And look, TikTok actually was using bad because you know his media guy was talking to him because their plays. He was he was live streaming their play like their play names out here, and that's apparently like you know some secret <laughs> stuff. I mean, why have the Patriots video and if your own players are you know broadcasting your playbook? Um, and that was obviously after the game, but. You know, it's, it, you know, I, I, def, it was, it was, it was shell shocking. And, um, you know, they did, it was, and hats off to Tomlin. I think, I think Tomlin can't be hated on this because, you know, they, they had a chance. You know, there was one or two plays where it's like they could actually come back in this. And that was pretty much all coaching. No, yeah. Hats off to Tomlin for punting down 28. <laughs> hey, look, 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 I texted, look, look. I texted you with that happened. I laughed so hard. You're down 28, and you just punt he, them off. He definitely, they were yeah, but he like brought in, the game back. They were close. They were not even like they were on like their own 40. Like there was there was a the chance when they came back almost. Uh, it was around the third quarter, right before right before Cleveland came back with two touchdowns. Like where it's like, um, you know, it was 23. I want to say, yeah, 23, 35, or like yeah, it was it was 12 a, points. It happens all the time. Yeah, that happened in the championship. But that's good game. coaching just, right like, there. Keep your players in it. You no, know, it's not. That's just the other team gave up for like two possessions and you scored. That happened in the national championship game. Ohio State cut it to like under 20, and it was like, oh, Ohio State storming back. Oh my goodness. I mean, when also Devonte Smith down got 28. Hurt, so. You're like, oh, there's no way they come back. There's no way. I mean, Smith got hurt though. So. But, oh yeah, the championship game, but. Yeah. But um, did you learn anything yeah. about the Browns in that game? No, no, me neither. I didn't. There was nothing. No, I mean, you know, the, the, they can make. They didn't plays, have their I coach. Guess. They didn't practice all week. Yeah. The only way that doesn't matter is if the other team just comes out and does everything for you. I mean, yeah. like, when was the first time they even had like a real drive? I think. Yeah, I don't even know. I yeah. I mean, there was, I guess they did have some where they, because I don't even know how you do that because like, it's not, I think the craziest part about it is that it's not even so much the game itself or that quarter, but the things that are surrounding it, you have this team that one team where their coaches and coaching, like you mentioned, you know, they haven't even practiced. They're going on the road against a team that we thought at one point in the season was going undefeated. Yes, they have injuries on defense, but they're resting their players from last game. Okay, so yes, the Browns have it in their mind that they can beat these guys, but they barely beat this team. What was that? What was that uh, game? Um, let me. I'm looking it up right now. I think it was eight-point game. It was a two-point game with Mason Rudolph under center. 
So they barely beat the Steelers. This team, you know, there's still talent on that roster. Hall of Fame coach, they're at home. And, and I mean, yes, they have the run worst run defense, but, you know, they literally imploded. And that secondary, they still have pieces out there, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, stuff like that. And, and that they just completely fell apart like that. You know, it was – that's why I think it's definitely the craziest quarter. And then you have, you know, people going crazy. And chances are, I mean, I don't know Big Ben retires or something, but it was it was tough. And, uh, and like you said, the Steelers pretty much gave them the game in this one. Like, I don't – they there's no pretty much other way they could have tanked like that that was the best tanking job i've ever seen ever because it it just felt like they literally couldn't do anything right and i mean they just it's just so weird to me that they were almost losing to the steelers on their backup qb when they had their head coach but they lost their head coach and didn't practice and uh, one of the regular starters and they destroyed them and you know that's why I think it was crazy. And did the Browns do that themselves? Like, if you played this game, redo it like a hundred times. No, this is not probably happening. Like, for another like five, there'd be only five times out of a hundred ever happen again. But you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't the Browns who did it. But that's why I think it's definitely the craziest quarter I've ever seen. Let alone probably game. Um, this is wild. Well, Collinsworth and Michaels would agree with you because they were like. And, like, Michaels is, like, totally in shock. Like, he didn't know what to do. I, he was, I told – I texted you this, but he was, like, acting like UNBC was upsetting Virginia. Like, okay, like, I get it. It was crazy. I mean, 28 to nothing is not what I would have predicted, but it wasn't yeah. like – Like, the Steelers imploding on themselves on a play in a playoff game is not the most shocking thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Tomlin having a coaching disaster and, you know, Big Ben wetting the bed in the wild card round is not – I'm not shocked by that. So you ready to buy in on the TikTok theory? TikTok destroyed the Steelers. Did you see uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's room? <laughs> his room? His bedroom. Oh, he no. Posted, like his Instagram story from his... Uh, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. He's got like the... He's got like the LED light situation going up in the corners and stuff. Oh, that's kind of funny. No, but like... Sometimes I don't want I kind of, you know, the, there's this whole thing, you know, football guys, you know, they're, they're kind of full of themselves. You don't really, you know, they, I'm rambling. Let me put my words into motion. So with football guys, you know, who just talk about who just are saying that their players should be all about football and they're head of head coaches of teams. They do tend to mess up and don't make, you know, right decisions. But I do think that there is a place in the NFL for guys like that. And, I definitely think that you need some of those on this team of the Steelers because, you know, after the game, yeah, I'm not asking for Claypool to be crying like Joel and beat in game seven, but like, you know, you're out here, you know, right after the game trying to break it down, you know, almost no emotion. And I know he, it's not like he didn't try hard as much, but, and then you're worried about, you know, your next deals and things like that. Still talking smack about the Browns. And it's like, you just lost horribly and you played horribly. Like, you know, it's in, yes, they understand the lives aren't about football. You know, the modern day athlete has multiple things going on. It's not everything about football, but like, it just felt like this team was lackluster. And once they lost that first game, it just was all downhill from there. And they just didn't have that great, you know, and 
I definitely don't see Mahomes here on TikTok or J- Josh Allen or Rodgers. Wait, wait a minute. What? They're I, studying you film. mean Patrick Mahomes is not on TikTok? Because uh, I think his, his brother's pretty His TikTok brother is on right? there, but not so, him. I mean, you know. He's not on there DNA. doing dances and it's in his DNA. Stirring up stuff. But um I definitely I don't it's it I feel bad for this. I feel bad for the Steelers, but I think they brought it on themselves. And I just feel like there's just too much going on. A lot of those athletes, I just feel like they're they don't have enough focus on football. Because you know, at some point, you know, you gotta start pointing to other stuff going around around them. And yes, there's partially injuries, but you can't blame it all on injuries. Like this team is not like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, the quarterback that beat him was in like 17 commercials during the game. So, you know, focus on football, you know, I don't know if either of those teams are super locked in. I don't know. You know, and they, I'm not saying they won the game. They, you know, who you know the one, one of those things where it's like, the did the they win one? the game or did the Steelers lose it? Like, I think the Steelers definitely lost this game, but well, I know who the Steelers beat when they started falling apart. Oh, who did they beat? Yeah, they beat the Colts. <laughs> Yikes. How embarrassing is that? That's tough. I mean, they, they didn't go back, 20 they out. They came back. They didn't beat the Colts. They came back to beat the Colts. They were down by 17 or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that was earlier in the season, though. That was their fifth game. No, that was like three weeks ago. Three, four, five. That was their fifth game, man. Oh. Yeah. No, that was like week 15. What? Well, maybe I'm not. Yeah, what they. The only game they won out of their last like six was against the Colts. Yeah. Who did they play? Oh. What they lost to Washington. They lost to Cincy. Yeah, they lost. They lost to the Ravens, Bengals, the football team, Cowboys, and then, yeah, you guys. That was their (laughs) fifth game. So, I mean, yeah, they came back, but at the same time, they didn't have as many injuries. I think Hayden was still playing. There was one linebacker who was on the other side of Watt who I think was still playing. So, I mean, you know, and you guys still had Rivers under quarterback and Jonathan Allen Taylor hadn't showed up yet. So, um, yeah, no, um, let's see here. So for the next couple rounds, which I'm so happy the Steelers lost because we get it, the Browns. It, it's going to be great. I, I can't wait. Hopefully, Mahomes isn't out here messing around unless he, he better not make me drive to uh, Kansas City and get him back in that facility because he's going to pop on a Jackson Holmes TikTok and you're going to be very upset. Hey, look, I'm going to report him the second I see it. Um, <laughs> so, looking at the next couple games, uh, we got Rams at Packers. Um, I'm probably picking the, uh, well, I don't know. Upset potential? Who, who are you thinking? I know you sounded like you liked the Rams in that game. Yeah, I don't want to get upset potential potential confused with close game potential. So I'm going to give this. I'm going to say it's like close game potential. Okay. All right. I mean, because Jerry Goff's not going to win two playoff games. Like that's not. Gonna, I mean, Sean McVay. He could. He went to the Super Bowl. Games. What are you talking about? He's pretty he much Jeremy Garoppolo. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> Can't be talking like that on here. Jeez. Okay, sorry. He's he's he he's Jimmy Garoppolo who can actually run. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is just Jared Goff 2.0. Okay, I don't know about all that. He can't scramble for anything. That's that's the future Colts quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo you're talking about. Hopefully not. I thought you guys would want to win. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I I mean, 
I don't know. I, I'm kind of feeling this team because I feel like one of these is going to be an upset. Uh, I don't think it's going to go to chalk every single game, and uh, I don't really trust Lamar against the Bills. Um, and the Saints Bucks is kind of a toss up. So I'm I don't know. I kind of like the Rams. I'm I'm kind of feeling hot after that last game, and um, I don't I don't know that that pass rush. Let me see if Donald's playing. Darnold, then I'll probably, I'll probably He'll go. He'll play, him. right? Like that guy's like LeBron. He'll show up. Yeah. But, He's you know, it's different between LeBron being healthy and, you know, let's see, Aaron Donald. Darnold. No, he just seems like the kind of guy that would like hurt his leg and then just like talk himself into healing like <laughs> way faster than he should. He says he feels good. Yeah. He feels see, real good. There's like, there's like, three athletes in the world that can just like talk themselves into getting better. Okay. Yep. I'm just, I'm going with the Rams. Um, I, I mean, after Rogers imploded in the championship last year, it's kind of hard to believe in him and I'm kind of hating on him because he's probably going to win the MVP. Um, and I'm really hoping he loses the game, but at the same time, not just being a fan, I do actually think that pass rush is going to give Rogers some trouble. Um, Aaron Jones hasn't really shown up lately. And um, if you have Jalen Ramsey on um, on uh, Devontae Adams, I think you can shut him down. I think Jalen Ramsey is honestly the best cornerback in the league, at least best healthy one. Um, so I'm definitely going with the Rams. I think I'm I think I'm I'm in on it. I'm I'm committing to it. We're sticking with the Rams. Um, and yeah, uh, I think they're the best like matchup, honestly. You just went from like 50 50 to being like all in mm -hmm. in like 90 seconds. Yeah, because I think while I was looking at like the different NFC teams to play against the Packers, and I think quite like low key, I think the Rams are the best team to beat the Packers. Um, I mean, they oh. may not have as much firepower, but they can get to the quarterback. Their secondary is great. Um, they're coaching, you know, able to adjust things on the fly. And, um, I think they're, you know, the Packers' strength tends to be their secondary. I mean, Jahir Alexander, one of the best cornerbacks, um, and uh, the and the Rams don't really have that one. Like they don't. Cooper Cup is great, but you know, Jared Allen can pass it to you know Higby, you know, fifteen yards. They can run it, and uh, they can close down games. And I feel like the Packers don't really have a run game, and they can't really kill clock if they're in the lead. So. I definitely and I definitely think they yeah, I'm going with the I'm going with the Rams on this one. Well, I'll take the Packers. I mean, I just think the Packers are built to like neutralize everything that the Rams do well. Their offensive line is really good. Every everything they do on offense is really short. It's mm -hmm. gonna be a lot of like rollout four yard passes to Tanyan, screen plays to Adams, dumping it off to Aaron Jones. It's always stuff like that. I mean, they'll hit their deep shot at some point in the game. But, you know, I just – I think especially with that offensive line and I just I just think they're going to be – they're going to be able to take a lot of what the Rams do well on defense out of it. Yeah, and well – The Packers defense is pretty good. Like, Jair – I think Jair Alexander was graded out as the number one corner on pro football focus this season. Mm -hmm. And uh, I still really like Zadarius Smith. He's in like that – him and Cam Jordan are like in that next tier of pass rusher that are just really fun to watch. I really like that. Really yeah. like those guys. Well, the thing is, is they'll always keep Jared at Goff weather, on the move. You know? So yeah, Goff, cold weather. I just that guy's not going to win two playoff games in a row. No way. Even with McVay we'll and see. Arnold and all those. We'll see. Donald, I'm I'm sticking Donald. with the Rams. I I definitely think the Rams could win. I could 
definitely see him win this game for sure. So, um, I mean, you know, and I, I don't think this whole bracket's going to go to chop. So, uh, next game, Ravens at Bills. I'm, I'm going with the Bills on this one. Uh, Josh Allen's playing out of his mind right now. And, um, and, uh, I do think they, they might run a little bit better. Um, and I think this, the Bills, like their offense, it feels like they tend to be, their linebackers are better at, you know, running up and down the field. They're, they're light, I guess. They're, you know, uh, faster linebackers who I think can handle with, um, with, uh, what's his uh, Lamar running all over the place. And, um, with uh, their secondary as well, um, the Bills secondary. I mean, Josh Allen can, you know, pick out their bad spots, um, throw away from Marcus Peters. So we'll have to see. I, th- I think we'll definitely have to see. Mar- uh, Josh Allen will definitely need to do a little bit of scrambling, though, to keep this defense um, a little guessing, though. All right. I know, I know everybody's been on the Bills to end the season, but the dirty little secret of that Colts game was Josh Allen had to actually carry that team. Wasn't super impressed by anybody else that played. I don't. That might work against Philip Rivers. It's not going to work against Lamar Jackson. I'm picking the Ravens. Oh, all right. My my strat my strategy is going to be picked the opposite of whatever you expect. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I won't. Talk. So, uh, I'm I'm picking the Ravens. I think they can do the same thing that the Colts did, which is just run the run the clock down from to zero for every. Snap. I mean, Rivers was doing like a like an Oscar worthy performance at quarterback, just calling out all kinds of random stuff at the line and acting like he was checking into different things and just taking did that you, thing. Did you listen to that with school podcast? Which one? He had a podcast where he was talking with uh, Tim Hasselback about like different checks guys do. And he oh, literally yeah? like before this game, he was talking about how like rivers is the worst guy to do. Like checks, he'll just like screw up the other team with doing checks and stuff. And I thought that was so funny seeing him come up to the line. But yeah, no, you guys really killed the clock. And that was something I forgot to mention. Like I was kind of surprised how early in the game you guys went to zeros. Yeah, I mean it was a lot of it was a lot of play calling just to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So really good, but I mean, and they, I just, I think the Ravens are built to do that. I think they can, and their defense, their defense is good. So I mean, that Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's, probably, it's no worse than the Colts defense, that's for sure. Yeah. And if you just go, okay, the Colts were this close to winning that game, and you just have the the Bills against a a better quarterback, like that alone just might be enough to get you the win. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, ultimately the end, the end of that game, like the difference in the end was that Rivers can't create anything on his own. Mm. He can't run. He can't roll out, and you know when the play breaks down and makes something happen, he can't put the ball into to windows that, you know, it shouldn't yeah, no, go into. He just can't, he can't do any of that stuff. At least, yeah. you know, Lamar's going to give you an element of just, you kind of never know what's going to happen on the play with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I, that was really the difference in that game. Like Rivers just couldn't pick up 10 yards at the end of the game when he needed to. Yeah, for like Lamar reason. gets, Lamar gets those 10 yards. There's yeah. like, Eight, I don't know how many quarterbacks in the league. Maybe a, maybe a bunch. Maybe there's like 12 quarterbacks in the league. I could just get you 10 yards if you really needed to. Mm-hmm. And Rivers was just not one of them. So I'll take I'll take the Ravens. All right. Yeah. No, I definitely definitely understand where you're coming from. Uh, next game, Chiefs at Browns. Um. Yeah. No, I obviously see my boys winning. So, um, I don't know. It, 
you know, they'll make they'll make like, oh, one, you know, run all over us. But I definitely think hopefully we'll either have Clyde Edwards Hilaire like not play as much unless he's really 100 percent. Um, I really want to save him for the later rounds. I mean, I think we'll need him against the Bills um, later in the championship. So, um, yeah, no, and I definitely don't see a roadmap for the Browns winning. Um, I think the Browns are the most dominant team of the week last last week. Oh, I think they have the best. Uh, do they have the two best skill players in the game? Are you I really mean, are Hunt and Chubb better than uh, Kelsey and Hill? Who knows? Like. Miles Garrett's better than anybody the Chiefs have on defense, that's for sure. Oh like my gosh. Hey, hey, hey. Miles Kenny Badger, Sorensen. We got some guys. Chris uh, Jones, our, our D-line's actually good, though. Our D-line's you actually good. You went straight to Sorensen. That's not good. Hey, look, look, look. Uh, Frank Clark and um, Chris Jones, all right? They they do tear it up down there. And Sorensen is underrated, okay? He's my favorite guy on our D-line. Like I'm just saying, he made some plays. I'm just saying the Browns look more dominant last week than the Chiefs have in two months. I'll take the Browns. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm picking the Browns. <laughs> oh my gosh! Please tell me you're kidding. All right, all right. Well, I guess I guess you really are doing this. All right, next, uh, Bucks at Saints. Uh, who are you going for? Let's let's let have you pick first. No, you can go first. That's okay. Um, yeah, no, because I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, same. I really don't know. <laughs> I yeah it it's so close because we've seen both teams you know destroy uh their opponents and I mean we've obviously seen the Saints blow out the Bucks um and I mean the Saints have Mike Thomas back and who knows how much that actually contributes but that's a wide receiver you know a body and um I mean I think the Saints have the best player out of the two teams in Camara. Um, and I like their defense, so I mean, I guess I'll go with the Saints, even though I'm not really confident in that. Like, it's honestly a toss-up, but you know, gun to the head, I gotta go with the New Orleans. It's definitely hard to pick the team trying to go for their third straight win. Like, I don't know how many times it's happened in a season. I should have done some uh, some prep. I should have looked that up. Yeah, but I just don't feel like it's happened very often. I will say, Breeze in the dome, like. And even with the broken ribs, like, if the pocket's really clean and he can, like, step up and get into a throw, like, he can push the ball down the field a little bit. Like, he's not totally mm-hmm. totally useless. Like, once he once he has to move a little bit or even just, like, relocate, reset his feet, like, that's when that's when you go, ooh, the arm is not there anymore. Yeah. But, like, if it's just – if it's a clean drop back, mm-hmm. clean pocket, he can step straight up into it, he can push the ball down the field a little bit. Mm-hmm. Having Thomas really help. But they only had seven points in that game and like halfway through the third quarter. So I don't know if I totally trust their offense. I don't it seems just like at times when it's just should just be like, okay, let's just run six straight plays for Camara here or get something going. They never do it. Yeah. I do so I think Brady's slightly more equipped than Breeze's at this point. And uh I don't think they're gonna lose three times in a row. So I'll take the Bucks. Okay. All right. Well it looks like we're against each other every game, so uh, one of us is going to be right about each game. So uh, um, I think that should be about it. You got anything else? Uh, it looks like the ringer beat us and got their pot up first. Yeah, well, you know, they're real pros. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, make sure you look out on the website. We got – I got uh, got articles almost coming up every week. Um, we'll try to get an NFL one. We haven't, I haven't had one up there since week two. So uh, we'll try to do something, but – 
They're definitely very current with our NBA ones besides the James Harden trade. Um, and we'll hopefully get this one up sooner than in a week. So I think that should be about it. Any last thoughts, uh, Remington? I don't want to uh, – I don't want to do this because I'm – okay, oh. I don't want to say anything good about the Michigan basketball team this year because the minute I do, they're going to break my heart. <laughs> but just uh, just go look at the – just go look at the rankings and go look at the game they played last night against Wisconsin. And they'll, oh. tell you, they'll tell you all you need to know. But I'm not going to say anything because I'm not, I'm not, you know, who I'm knows? just a guy. Yeah. If you're, you know, who knows? Who, who knows? Are they, are they ranked above Kansas? Could. Is there a possibility they went on like a 43 to 6 run against Wisconsin last night? Who knows? Maybe. You'll have to look. You'll have to look that up yourself. I'm not Maybe. gonna say if they did. Or okay, not. at least tell us who who's your favorite player. Who's your who who you really like on the team? Uh, Mike Smith. Mike Smith. All right. All right Can I well. tell you who my favorite draft prospect is though? He's okay. on your Kansas team. Who is uh, it? They got this. They got this kid named Jalen Wilson. Oh, uh, come on. Su- he was actually supposed to go to Michigan. Come on. He committed to Michigan, then decommitted. Went to Kansas last year, and I think it was going to be him and R.J. Hampton at Kansas. Then R.J. Yeah. Hampton ended up going overseas, and Wilson got hurt, and then he redshirt came back. But I really like that guy. He he definitely definitely shown some flashes. I mean, he had four points last night. I don't. I don't yeah, he's a little up like and down, but like much because he hasn't been consistent. I mean, I think he had one game near the beginning, and then there was ESPN guys being like, "Oh, look, there's Jalen Wilson," and then nothing else. Um, yeah, I've been really impressed when I watch him. I mean, he does – he's always plays with high energy. He can shoot the ball well. Like, on defense, he's always – he defense and rebounds, he's always high energy. And he's always – he's had, like, three or four games this year where he's hit, either hit, like, a game winner or got, like, a block or a steal at the end of the game to, like – Yeah. To, like, win the game. Like, he's super clutch. I really like that guy. I haven't seen him on any draft boards, which is really weird. That is kind of weird. If I was just – if I was going Spurs wish list early in the season for uh, for next year. You know who Jaylen the best Wilson. player, though, is? The best draft prospect? Who? Who I love? Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Um, I know we got two Jalens that we're loving on right now, but Jalen Suggs, I, I mean, poor Gonzaga. Um, it, they usually, you know, rely on their um, big men like Kispert and Timmy, like, or Timmy, I don't think that's how you say it, but. Um, they definitely usually rely on their big men, but Jalen Suggs, he's definitely as our guard might push Gonzaga over the edge this year. You know, who knows? But, and I mean, now they're, they're playing against bad teams like normal, but, um, I definitely like how he's played. Um, I think the main one that I really liked was that game against Iowa when they were like third ranked in the country. Um, and he kind of destroyed him. <laughs> he kind of took I... it to him and then he got injured and he's coming back, but you know, he's, he's someone to watch out for. I cannot wait for Michigan Iowa. That's going to be a great game. I, yeah. me and a buddy are already going to watch that together. He's an Iowa fan. I'm a Michigan fan. It's that's going to be a really fun game. Both teams are legitimate teams this year, but everybody's going to lose to Gonzaga, so it doesn't really matter anyways. <laughs> but saw of Gonzaga, yeah. When do you guys play that? All the way in. Uh... That's like March fourth, I think. Oh my goodness, it's yeah, really late. It's like the wow. second to last game. Yeah, that's a while. I really wish they were. I really that's. That's the first time because I, I really wanted to go to a Spurs game. I really wanted to go to a Colts game, maybe like a Bucks game this year. Mm-hmm. But that was the 
that's the that's the game that I'm really like. Oh, I really want. I really feel like I'm missing out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is probably the best. Like both those teams been at the same time in a long while. So yeah, to have them come. I mean, we we live. I mean, we basically live in the Iowa City area. So like mm-hmm. for them to come through and for both teams to be that good. Yeah. Exactly. Like just one to have a good game and two for like. Last time I saw my team in person, they were ranked fourth. Iowa was unranked, and they wiped the floor with us. Yikes. It was embarrassing. It wasn't was that even the final four run. Um, no, that was not the final four run. Oh, okay. That was the it was the season after. Oh, all right. So it was the season after. The yeah, and we came in. We came into Iowa City ranked fourth, and you beat us by like twenty points. <laughs> and it literally was like twenty points right away. Yeah. It was so boring. It's one of the it's just like the worst live sporting event I've ever been to. Oh my god. It was like twenty to five and they had to call a timeout. Like, oh no, they're not they're just gonna get destroyed today. So yeah. I had to sit there for like two and a half two and a half hours, just nothing. You got any Spurs really love? No, I just don't know what to think about this team. Are we gonna make the playoffs or are we gonna get a high draft pick? I don't know where we're at. DeRozan we're is a shooter now. Yeah, that it it you know, they're not like a better three-point shooting team than they were last year, but everybody shoots it more confidently. Yeah. So is that good or bad? I don't know, but it's, you know, it's fun. It's like, hey, DeRozan at least is shooting threes. Murray Murray loves, like, getting the ball, waiting for a seven-footer to come over to contest and then shooting it over him. He really loves doing that. <laughs> and then uh, I'll Lonnie do it. Walker. I feel bad. I got a Lonnie Walker jersey for Christmas. I was absolutely stoked. One of my one of my friends got me a Lonnie Walker jersey, and I was uh, Maybe he's my that's valuable Spurs. now. He is. He's my favorite Spurs player right now, but oh, I'm really? a little, little worried about that guy because uh, he's at his best when he's like nine for 19. He needs the ball a lot. He has to shoot a lot. He's not very efficient. That's and a, it's a little, a little bit concerning. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. I, I love Keldon Johnson, though. Keldon Johnson is making a legitimate run as my favorite player. He's been playing a lot of minutes. He has, and he's like, He's really aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's really big. I it's kind of he's like six six two two thirty. He's oh, really yes. he's really big. You don't you don't really like see it watching it, but he dunks really hard. He plays mm-hmm. really aggressive. He's kind of he's kind of in a shooting slump right now. Mm-hmm. The problem is all these guys have like two and all these young guys have like two and three game stretches where it's like, Oh, it's Johnson's turn to score twenty points. It's Lonnie Walker's turn to score. It's Murray's turn. Yeah. So, you know, is it are they actually actually gonna like pull it together but what does it even mean like their their upside is them being the eight seed anyways so yeah it felt like you guys were playing the lakers like five times a week there for a second we yeah, beat no, the lakers <laughs> what we did we beat the lakers yeah no that was, that and was the clippers game. so who knows maybe best team in the west by uh, you know i'm not saying we would win a seven game series but maybe if you got favorable odds would you bet on it who knows you know who knows um possibility yeah no jason DeRozan tatum's hurt right against now his hometown or, out team. With a, or tatum's out with a rona right now so basketball is not worth watching no I, I mean there's been some games here and there um i'm kind of kind of wondering what's going on with trey young and john collins calling him out i'm kind of i'm like come on guys you guys guys we're putting it together like yes he's you don't like it that he's taking shots early in the shot clock but got to deal with it okay he's a franchise star you're not so uh i don't know it's Little things like that, but we'll see. If you were the Celtics, would you do Brown for Beal? I'd do Marcus Smart for Beal. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, as much as like Simmons, like sometimes he's exaggerating because he, you know, he's just so attached to his team. But when you watch these guys, like even playoffs last year, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like sometimes it's there's so many times when I was watching their late games because I was like, oh, you know, maybe Tatum will hit another game winner. And they're smart again, like, you know, driving to the basket, you know, try to beat his man. And it's like, hey, buddy, <laughs> you're not an all star. Like, calm down. You got two of them on your team who already put up like 20 plus. Like, what are you doing? You know, so I definitely, you know, I, de- I definitely think the brown hate is warranted. I mean, not brown, uh, smart. Smart hate is warranted. Yeah, I mean, we're not, you know, it's we always have to turn into a Bill Simmons reaction pod at the end. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, I just, yeah, I, I thought about that the, the other day. Like, who says, who says no in a brown Beal trade? A brown Beal trade? Uh, the Celtics, yeah, because. Yeah. The Celtics say no? Yeah, I think Brown's defense is just, you know, it it outvalues yeah, really his defense with his offense outvalues just uh Beal's offense because even Beal said they couldn't guard a parked car. Like he said we he said now they can, but like Beal kind of can't be dissing his team when he's a big part of their bad defense. So maybe uh maybe Bradley Beal's just a good uh good stats bad team guy. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. He's he's not Devin Booker, is what I'm saying. Not super good last year. Not doing too hot this year. Have to see. I, I mean, think Beal was always kind of like Beal was like the star that needed help or needed to get out. But we like everybody knew he was like a winning player. It's like, okay, you got a little bit of help. Like you probably should be a playoff team. And you're like the worst team in the East. Yeah. So maybe uh Maybe more Zach Levine than he is. Uh, yeah, that's true. I never, I mean, I never had that much Beal love. Like, you know, he's a great scorer, bad defense. So, I, you know, I never was on his bandwagon or liked him. He's, and he's, he's just the way he plays. It just feels like, you know, he's going to try to beat you, you know, and him and the Wizards are going to try to beat you 157 to 154. And I kind of, you know, as much, as funny as those games are, it, it's just like, <laughs> Just you know, you you that's not a good formula to uh, base your team on, as they are finding out right now. So, you know, crazy crazy idea that that'd be something you don't want to do. Um, but yeah, that should be about it. Anything to shout out or? Ooh, do I have a shout out? Uh, no shout outs. All right. Shout well, out Dave Chappelle. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing somebody out there. Well, check out the website. We're trying to get new content up all the time. Um and uh you you looking to write anything Remington or what did you yeah, say Yeah I've got Remington? like I've got a, a bunch of half half finished Google Docs open on my computer right now so if I there ever found one out and get them finished then uh then I'll be up there I was working on a Jets piece Oh nothing like some nothing like some good Jets content going into the divisional round of the playoffs but uh, <laughs> There you go I had some I had some Jets thoughts so you know who knows what we'll see maybe a Colts piece Maybe a Jim Harbaugh piece. I got a lot of Google Docs open right now, so who knows what we'll get. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be doing a Russell Wilson piece. Um, I just finished the NBA one today, so hopefully I can get that Wilson one up soon. So we'll have to see. So we're mostly writing about eliminated teams, but, you know, most That's everyone else like is talking do. about them. We like to be about three or four steps behind. That's our move. Or ahead, you know. They got to write ahead. about something in the offseason, you know. Maybe. Oh. But yeah, that should be about it. It's pop.media. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening.